Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Well, good morning. Today, we are still in our regular series called Be Transformed, and I hope that um, you don't get tired of hearing that we need to be transformed because God keeps telling us that over and over in the scripture, and we have to be transformed if we're going to uh, do what he says. Our foundation scripture is Romans 12, 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that's what we are doing in these messages, trying to renew our minds uh, so that we can really discern what the will of God is. Because if we don't change our mind, if we don't renew our mind, we're not going to know what the will of God is. We're not going to be able to discern it from uh, the things of the flesh, the things of the enemy, the things of the world. So uh, at this particular uh, time, the last three messages or four messages, what we've been doing is uh, concentrating on uh, winning people to the Lord because that's what God's heart is. If he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life, then if he gave his life for people, then that means that we need to care about people also because we are one of those people that he gave his life for. And we were once unsaved. And so we praise God that, that he pulled the blindness off our eyes and that we may see the, the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so today, the message is, what is in your notebook of treasures? What is in your notebook of treasures? Now, I didn't say what's in your treasure chest because most of us don't have treasure, treasure chesses um, because we don't have diamonds and jewels and all those type of things, you know, uh, that we can keep in a chest. Uh, but we do have uh, things that we treasure. We, ha- we, we, we treasure uh, pictures uh, of, of our children when they were young or uh, our, our parents when they were young. Uh, and, and, uh, I have a picture that my, my brother sent me, uh, my mother holding this baby, and, uh, uh, and he said, that's you. And I said, I said that's me? That, that doesn't look like no me. That thing right there, that don't look like no me, you know. Uh, but, uh, but I tell you, uh, you know, it's a treasure. I have it on my computer, the, the pictures he, that he, he sent me of all those things and and, you know, th- those are treasures. Those are treasures to you. Yeah? Uh, pictures of your little, your, your children when they were little and stuff like that. Um, treasures. But now we also have some treasures that uh, really uh, we write in a book. And some people write poems. Some people uh, take notes about things that are very special to them. And so today I want you to uh, think of a treasure uh, that um, how you can keep things because 
uh, if we can memorize things, that's a good place to keep it right in our, our minds. Um, some of the things that God gives us. Sometimes God gives us a prophetic word or something, and, and that's a treasure. I mean, that's a treasure. We need to keep that and keep, keep it in our minds. Um, the 4th of July is an interesting time. Uh, it's coming up, uh, I guess, tomorrow. And it's an uh, interesting time because I was going to have a person who likes history to tell you a little about, about it because uh, I never knew much about 4th of July except, praise God, we get off. You know, as teachers, you know, we, we got a free day, you know, get paid, you know. Uh, but I didn't know anything about that, uh, that, the, that Independence Day or the 4th of July or how it ever started. You know, and, and it says um, it's a federal holiday, of course, uh, in the United States, and it comm- commemorates uh, the Declaration of Independence, which was ratified by the uh, Second Continental Congress on, Ju- on July the 4th, 1776. And the Second uh, Continental Congress declared uh, that the 13 colonies were no longer subject to Britain and were now united, free, and independent states. And so that's what we are celebrating. And I wanted to connect the two things there uh, that what we are doing, your treasures, and, and also uh, what we'll celebrate tomorrow, the 4th of July, is that uh, we sometimes think that. Uh, we can be free uh, just because uh, it says we're we're free, man. We, we're independent from from uh, Britain. Well, are we really free? Are we really free? Uh, because um, I, I think probably uh, in in let's say Israel, they thought. They would be free if they had a king. And so they say, God, give us a king like the other nations. Give us a king. Uh, because then we can be free. And they're thinking they'll probably be free from his rules and his regulations and who he was. And you don't understand. That's not going to set you free. you know. But they wanted one anyway, so he gave them one. And they found out pretty quick uh, that man cannot set you free. You know, you just can't, can't set you free. And that's been going on for a long time. And we said, well, you know, our government can set us free, you know, because, hey, if we get the right person in, in, in government as the president and whatnot and in the Senate and the, and the Congress, we, we, we can be free then. We can free to do things we want to do. Well, I don't know. I don't know anybody who's going to be free uh, to do anything they want to do, when they want to do, how they want to do it, and with whom they want to do it. Uh, the society doesn't work that way. It doesn't. You don't want somebody coming to your house, knocking on your door, and they say, well, hey, uh, I like this house. I want it. You've got to get out. You say, well, wait a minute. Well, this is my house. No, it used to be your house. It's my house now because this is a free country, and I want, I want, I want this house. Well, see, we've got to have laws. We've got the rules and regulations. And so uh, that's what we, we have. And, and, and God has given us uh, authorities to help us 
uh, to in, in these rules and regulations. So I say, well, God, I want you to be king. I want you to be the president of the United States. I want you, if, if there's such thing as a, a one a one government world, you know, uh, because uh, that is what some people want. They want a one government world. And uh, so um, people want to be free to uh, have their phones on uh, <laughs> in service, you know, so they keep it on, you know. Uh, so, uh, so freedom is one of those things that, um, no, you, you can't, you don't want to do that, see, because we have, we have other people that, that are listening and other people who get distracted, so you don't want to, you don't want to do that. Uh, so, so I said, well, I wonder what will happen if, if we say, if everybody said, uh, we want a one, one governing world, a one government world. He rules all the government, all the world. Well, that would be great if it were, if it were God. If it were God. If it's not God, no, no, no. No, no, no. Because it's going to be, it, it's going to be uh, treacherous. That's going to be terrible. It's going to be, uh, and, and matter of fact, we read it in Revelation, we read it in the scripture, that uh, uh, people are going to want one person ruling them. And see, uh, they, they find out that, ooh, that's, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, so, uh, what I want to do is say, God, I want to be free. This is Independence Day tomorrow. We're celebrating our independence. Uh, but I want to be uh, not free to do my thing. I want you to rule over me. That's what I want. I want you to rule over my family. I want you to rule over my marriage. I want you to rule over this church. I want you to rule over Lynchburg. I want you to rule over the United States. Why won't you? Now, I wonder if enough of us did that, I wonder what would happen. If, if enough of us wanted Jesus Christ to rule, as many people say they are Christians, because, I mean, there are a lot of folks who say they are Christians. If, if, if everybody who say they are Christian wanted to do that, you can probably elect a, a, a sold-out Christian, you know, uh, to to rule. But the only problem is that uh, it's nobody who can do that really, because it takes money uh, to win elections, and so people buy their leaders. Um, unfortunately, they do. Uh, so it's, I, I, I will fund you as long as you uh, do this right here when you get in. And so that's why we have. Uh, government who does um, what the people who supported him uh, wanted, and that's why we're in the shape we're in. And that's any, any president. It doesn't matter. It's any president unless the president uh, is uh, wealthy enough to fund their own campaign and then wise enough in the word of God uh, to uh, make decisions based on the word of God then it's going to be sad news all the time. But now, what can we do ourselves? I want to, I thought I'll bring three 
three handkerchiefs. I usually have one. I brought, uh, brought three. So we'll be ready for red, white, and blue uh, today, you know. Uh, and you, you don't mind, do you? Uh, and I want to wear some red, white, and blue. Uh, so you said, well, he's patriotic, you know. Well, well, I am. I love the United States. I really do, you know. And I'm um, glad, glad that God chose uh, me to be birthed in the United States. And I'm so glad. Uh, so I hope you are too. Now, I believe that it's very interesting that there are so many of us that are not free, even though we're celebrating our freedom in the United States tomorrow. We are in bondage. We're in bondage many times to a lot of different things. And I wanted to talk about today, how can we help people get free? How can we help people get free? Because as long as we are not born again, we are in slavery. Remember last week's message, we said that if you were born in the world, you're born from Who's that? Adam. Okay, and, and so we got the punishment of Adam. We're going to die. And, and so uh, the only way we're going we're gonna to change our father would be uh, to give out, be born again, in other words. We've got to be born again. And if you're born again, then you're born now from a different father. And so we thank, thank God that Jesus Christ paid the price for that. And so how can we help people to get free from the devil, from uh, sin, and into freedom in Jesus Christ. How can we help people do that? And we went over one way last week uh, because we went over about Adam and about um, Jesus Christ. Today I want to go through another one, and I want, want you to write this in your treasure box of your mind, or wherever you want to write it, uh, on, your, on your hand or wherever you want to write is that there are four things I want to talk about, four things today. And the four things would be God. This, this, is, this is just a way that we can uh, help people be free. God. That's one. That's one. God. Starts with God. Okay, we've got to talk about God. Then we've got to talk about sin. Okay, got to talk about sin. Then we have to talk about Christ, okay? And then we have to talk about the fourth thing is faith. We have to talk about those things because in order to change ownership, the only way we're going to be born again is we've got to know some things. So we're going to talk about those four things. So let's go to the first one. Let's talk about God, okay? Now, what I want you to do is I'm going to give you some scriptures a few scriptures in each one of these categories. And if you can remember when you're talking to somebody and you know they're not saved, you can talk to them about God. You can talk to them about, number two, sin. You can talk to them about Christ. You can talk to them about faith. And if you can remember those four things, that can help somebody to give their life to Jesus Christ. 
in a way that uh, sometimes uh, just leading them into a prayer sometimes they don't understand if I confess with my mouth and believe my heart of God raising from the dead you'll be saved. Well, uh, I wonder, do they understand what that really means? So, so I want to explain it in a way that they will understand what you mean by what you said by just those three things. And I know you can remember those things because you you're putting them in the treasure of your mind. Uh, what are they again? God, sin, Christ, faith. Okay? Let's go with God. Let's go to Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35. Opening his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. He's not one to show partiality. Now, 15, 20, uh, 35 says, But in every nation, the man who fears God, or fears him, and does what is right, is welcome to him. You see, God is not like people. And, and, and people need to know that because everybody lives in a society that they have been shown partiality or they see other people shown partiality and they were not shown partiality. Yeah. And, and so... I know that, that you know what I'm talking about because people are partial. People are partial. The Republicans are partial to other Republicans. The Democrats are partial to other Democrats. And Jews will be partial to other Jews and people are just against people. Really. You know? And, and I couldn't understand that when I was growing up. Why I could not go in this store and sit down at the counter and, and order something and eat. Because I was coming from, from uh, uh, football practice in high school and we could go in there and we could stand, and everybody else was sitting down. It's a different shade of, of, of lightness. And, um, and you can't say anything until you are recognized. Now, if you are recognized, then you say something. What do you want, boy? Yeah. I couldn't understand that. I couldn't understand why we had a, a school system who gave... Rocky Mountain Senior High School uniforms, new uniforms, and we would get their old equipment. I could not understand that. I couldn't understand why if they lose, they get a big write-up in the, in the paper. If we won, we get this little burb, just a little something. I could not understand that. People are partial. And when Somebody tells me God does not show partiality. I mean, that, that, that opened my eyes. I said, what? what? God doesn't show partiality? Man, 
What kind of God is that? He doesn't show partiality. So that's one thing. It helps to tell people about God. There are many things, uh, but you need something in your toolbox that you can pull out in your treasure. You can pull it out based on who you're talking to, based on what they might have gone through. You see, there's no need to talk about uh, partiality if you're talking to some people because they haven't experienced it. So you don't pull that out of, out of your treasure chest. You don't pull that out. You see, you pull something else out. First Corinthians 10, 31, let's look there. It says, whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I said, well, hmm. Give all the glory to God. That means that God wants the glory. And I said, well, hmm. Why does he deserve all the glory? You know? And see, so you have to pull something else out to let him know that God is perfect, you know. God, God is God. He's the one. Nothing was created that's been created that did not, had not been created by him. So, so, so you are who you are because of him. He died for your soul. And it had to be somebody perfect. Couldn't be no man. So therefore, he deserves the glory. In Isaiah 50, Isaiah 43, 8. It says, I am the Lord. And that's, that's, that's Yahweh. I am Yahweh. That is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images or idols. And see, we value a lot of things and depend upon a lot of things. And he says, I'm not going to give my glory uh, to another. It's just not going to happen. Because he deserves all the glory. You see, these, these are just scriptures. And and you could tell me some of your scriptures about God because you have scriptures also that's in your treasure chest. I know you got some scriptures in your mind uh, that you could uh, rattle off to me. Uh, I'm just giving you some examples. You choose your own treasure chest of what you want about God because when it comes up to you talking to a person, the Holy Spirit might say, Use this one. And if you don't have anything but, but one little tool in your little box, you have a screwdriver, but you don't have a need for a screwdriver. You need a hammer. You, so you, you have to say, well, I'll use the back of the screwdriver and beat something. Well, see, that's not going to work. You need, some, you need a variety of tools in your toolbox. You see, if, if you're going to do an operation... You need some, uh, I, I'm so glad that, that the um, physicians, they have more tools than just a knife, you know. I want them to have something else in there. And so that, that's what we want in ours. Isaiah 42, 5. Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out. 
who spread out the earth and its offspring, who gives breath to the people on it and, and spirit to those who walk in it. Now, this is God now. So a person can say, well, who is this God? You can pull this scripture out and say, well, this is who God is. You know, God did heaven. He did earth. He did, he did you. You don't have no breath in your life unless it was God. You say, whoo, my goodness gracious. You know, I didn't know that. Some people really don't know that. They thought maybe they, they have breath because the doctor, you know, when it came out, they hit him on the behind and he started breathing, you know. No, uh-uh. <laughs> no, no. See, I mean, people don't know. People don't know. Isaiah 43, 7. Everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made. Now, that, that tell us something about God. See, so... So these are just a few scriptures that falls in that category of my uh, little treasure chest of my notebook, treasure notebook, where I have some of these things. And you can review them periodically so you can uh, get them here because you're not going to carry a notebook around whichever where you go. Uh, but, but surely... If you hide the word in your heart, the Holy Spirit can bring those words up when it's time. Because he's going to bring to your remembrance that which God has said to you. He's going to bring to your remembrance, you see. Uh, so, so what scriptures do you have to explain to somebody about God? If, 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 if somebody uh, there, you you in a, in a a waiting room or something like that. You're in a waiting room, uh, and a person's sitting there, and you, and you say hello. They say hi. You said, um, "How long you been here?" They said, "Well, I've been here for 15 minutes." And you try to strike up a conversation with them, and one thing might lead to another, and God might open up an avenue for you to say something to that person about him. And are you going to be ready to pull something out of your, your little treasure that will be able to explain to him who you are? You know, some, sometimes, you know, it's one of the things, you say, well, uh, so you have cancer. Yeah? Why are you here? I said, I have cancer too, but it doesn't bother me because... Uh, God, God protects me, and he's already promised me. Um, he said that he took my infirmities and both my diseases, and so therefore it's just a matter of time uh, before uh, this is going to be gone, you know. And he said, well, hmm, you really believe that? I said, yeah, I believe that. Don't you know who God is? You see, now you're into a conversation, see. Uh, so, so God will will show you through his Holy Spirit what you need to say, how you need to say it, how you can introduce things, because um, it's, it's one thing to just to sit there 
in a waiting room, and just most people now, most people, when I go uh, and sit in a waiting room and waiting for them to take my blood and everything, uh, everybody is doing this. You know, everybody. They're doing it. They're not looking up, not doing it. They don't want to talk, they're not doing anything, but on their phone, you know, looking at something on their phone. So they're trying to ignore you, and they're looking at on the phone. And I said, well, hmm. Uh, so I kind of make myself say something, because sometimes, you, like you said, you, sometimes you don't want to say anything. Sometimes you don't want to say anything. But now, suppose that person is a person that's going to go to fire and blim, brimstone and, and going to be burning forever, and God put you there and them there at the same time for you to say something, and you're doing this. You know? And so I'm saying that let's, let's put our toolbox in order, okay? That's just a few scriptures. You, you can do any, any, any ones you want to. There's so many in the scripture about that. That was number one, God. Two, sin, okay? They, they, they need to know about sin, see, uh, because most people don't think they sin, you know? And so uh, I don't have to give you a lot on that because I gave you that last week, enough of that. To, to, I mean, oh, my goodness gracious, between Adam, uh, we, we, whew, my goodness gracious, and the law, oh, my goodness, we don't have, we don't have nothing to be thinking that we are righteous, you know. Uh, so we know about sin. Uh, I give you one, the Romans three, twenty-three. Let's go to Romans three, twenty-three. And people, people probably don't believe this if they are not yet saved. For all, that, that's a that's a uh, three-letter word. All have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. Oh. Oh, that's me. That's you. That's everybody. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So let's go to. To. uh, Let's go to John. Let's give him one. John 3.36. Let's go there. The Gospel of John 3.36. He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And, of course, we, um, we talked about that last, last week. Uh, so these are just two scriptures. So that's one, God. Two, sin. I know you can, I know you can put a, a lot in your toolbox on sin. Three is who? Christ, okay? So we're talking about Christ now. So now, in Christ, we have, let me give you two scriptures there. In 1 Timothy 1.15, it is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world 
to save sinners, among whom I am foremost of all. And of course, you know, he's talking about uh, the Apostle Paul. Now, uh, that's, that's a good scripture to have in your two but only because it's letting the person know that you are the same is no, no different between the two of you except you have given your life to Jesus Christ and they haven't yet. But Christ came in the world to save all of us. To save all of us. And he's explaining of whom I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Now that's the apostle now. He's the worst. And can, can we really say the same thing? Can we use this scripture? Or we can say, well, uh, you, know, uh, you know, he came to save sinners, uh, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not that bad. <laughs> Let me tell you, all of us are bad. All of us. There's none good. No, not one. <laughs> See, it's good to have things in your toolbox, see. The Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 16. You all know that one, right? John three sixteen. For God, what? So loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not, what? Perish, but have everlasting life. So you just have some things in your toolbox. Uh, so that's God. Two, sin. Three, Christ. And then the last one is, is faith. Faith. Okay. Faith. And faith is, oh, there's so many things uh, about that. But we know, I didn't have a mind here, but it's in two about here, is that, you know, um, without faith is what? Impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. See? Who comes to God must believe he is, and he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. It's just so many scriptures you can have on faith, but you can't be saved unless you have faith. You can't be saved. You have to believe he is who he is. So I won't, I won't, I won't hit the one I had there, Ephesians, because you don't, you don't need it. Let's go to... Uh, the another part here to be born again is the greatest thing that can happen to a person now um, sometimes uh, I think things need to be said to people that if you say it they will get a better understanding of this Christian thing because I think there's so many people, what they do and what we do so many times is we paint Christianity as this, this wonderful, wonderful thing that if you give your life to Christ, everything going to turn out all right. You're going to be hunky dory. I mean, it's going to be peaches and cream. You don't have to worry about high gas prices. You don't have to worry about high food prices, you know. God's going to look out for you, you know. He did feed the uh, that that uh, you know the the birds you know he he feed them he clothed the, the the all the the lizards of the field and he clothes you know he 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 
uh, fed uh, a million, over a million people in the wilderness. He, uh, he, he can do this thing. You don't have to worry about a thing. Well, see, if you don't tell people both things that they need, yes, Christianity, giving our life to Jesus Christ, is the greatest thing a person can ever do. Is 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 greater than getting married? Is greater than having children? Is greater than anything? Because without God, none of that's gonna matter because you're gonna have to uphold it all on your own. Without him. You see, so we need to tell them that now it, it, is, it, it is great. Giving your life to Jesus Christ is great, I'm going to tell you. Because you already told them about God and everything. You told them about Jesus. Uh, but you got to tell them that it's probably the hardest thing you ever do. It's probably the hardest thing you ever do. You say, well, I don't know whether I want to do it or not. It's hard because... Man, I've been in prison. That's hard, you know. Uh, no, but see, this is a little bit different in that you have to do something that you probably don't want to do. You know? Let's look at Matthew chapter 10. Let's go there uh, and end there. Uh, in Matthew 10, uh, verse 37, it says, he who loves father or mother more than me, this is Jesus talking, is not worthy of me. Now, can you imagine that? Now, you know you love your father. You know, I don't know your mother, let's say your, your mother. Some of you love your father, but most of them love your mother. You know, uh, more than you love your father. Uh, most fathers are not even in the home a lot of times. But I'm telling you that he said, unless you, unless you love your, your father and mother more than me, you're not worthy of me. Then it says, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now, I know we read that and we say, well, I don't love my, my daughter and, uh, more than I love you, Lord. Oh, yeah? Well, why is it that you treat them better then you treat God, you know. Come on now, really, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, our children, there's nothing harder you want to do for our children. Really. And, and you say, well, no, I do that, but no, I, 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 love, I love God more. Well, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments then. You say, well, wait a minute, you're going a little bit too far now. You say, <laughs> Because, see, he, he don't have it, too. You know, love him with all the heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love others just as I have loved you. And that, 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 we'll spend our lifetime and we'll accomplish that, you know. We'll be working on it. Then he says in verse 38, And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Wow. Wow. Take up your cross. And he took up his, and I read this about that now. Boy, he who has 
found his life, will lose it. If you love your life, you're going to lose it. And he who has lost his life, for my sake now, will find it. Now, that is commitment. And so we got to tell them the good side. We've also got to tell them the side that it's a commitment. There's not no, you know, say a few words and, 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 and I'm going about my business. And, and now you say, well, uh, yeah, I did that when I was five years old. I did it when I was 10. I did it when I was in, you know, uh, Sunday school, this, that, this, that. And, 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 but you don't live it. You see, God says that if you, if, if you find your life, you're going to lose it. If you lose it for my sake, you're going to find it. And so, therefore, uh, we need to let people know that the commitment to Jesus Christ is more than just some words. More than words. And so, I say that on this day tomorrow, we'll celebrate as, as Independence Day, that we want to help people be to be independent of the world system and dependent upon Jesus Christ because he's the only one that uh, is worth being dependent upon because there's nothing he can't do. He says that I have given you precious and magnificent promises that you may be partakers of my divine nature. And so that means that every, if he says, I've given you promises, that means that, that it's a promise. God has given us a promise. And you say, he's given us great and magnificent promises that we may be partakers of his divine nature, and God is not bound to anything. And see, I think sometimes we say, even as, as we say we're born again, we... Sometimes say we're born again, but we're in bondage. And, and I know that sometimes we love our sin more than we love God. Because God is nothing God can't deliver us from. Zilch. Nothing he can't deliver us from. And so if he can deliver us, why am I still in bondage in this area? You see? So, so I'm trying to, uh, in my life, I'm trying to say, okay, God... I'll point out these things because uh, I got to get rid of these things that are keeping me from being more like you. You see, and, and, and most of us know some of those things because we have been told some of those things by other people. You know, and especially if you've been married, you know, uh, you, you've been told, you've been told. And, and if you have children, you've been told, you've been told because they'll tell you as they get old enough you know, uh, that you need to stop doing this right here, you know, or whatever the situation may be, you know. Uh, so I'm telling you, uh, and, and the Holy Spirit will point it out. Why are we still in bondage in this, we're celebrating uh, 4th of July Independence Day from Britain, we're, we're doing that, but how about from the devil? How about, how about from our flesh? How about from the world system? You know, you see, I want to be free from the world system. I want to be free from this flesh, you know, ruling me. I want to be free.
from the devil telling me stuff in my, in my mind and say, I want to be free from how I grew up because I heard some things and saw some things that I brought into my marriage and, and it's not right. So uh, I want to be free from those things. Why are we still in bondage? I say is that he says that if you don't love me more than father and mothers, you don't love me more than your children, you don't love me uh, more than everything, you're not worthy of me. And so I said, well, God, help me. No more am I going to be saying, well, I can't. Well, I can't. Well, I can't. Well, no, you can't. I can't. But God can. God can deliver us from anything. And I don't want you telling nobody else that, uh, you know, why I can't. Now, let me tell you. If you can't, that means that you haven't called upon the Lord. Either not saved or you're not, you haven't called upon the Lord. Because you can be not saved. And that's why I listened to a testimony the other, other day. Uh, on, uh, I guess, the TV, TVN, whatever uh, the, the thing is, that it is a Christian thing. And they were saying, you know, uh, I was the worst for the worst. They told me, uh, they said, this man said, everything my teachers told me came true. And they told me, I won't going to be this, I'll never be this. Everything came true. And he was the worst he could ever possibly be. He tried to be the worst. You know, he tried to be the worst. You know, he said, he said, if I'm going to be the worst, I'm going to be the worst. And he was, he was in gangs and stuff, and he said he was the worst. But then somebody told him, somebody uh, sent a lady to prison to, to witness to him. She had a prison ministry and told him that Jesus loves you, and you don't scare him. You know, all this things about you bad and this and this and that. You are that way because people have mistreated you all your life. And they have. They have. His father left him. His mother kicked him out of the house when he was in elementary school. And he lived on the street. And he was just, he was just mad and evil on everybody. And so he's tried to be as bad as he could be. But God delivered him. But God delivered him. And so I know that God can deliver me from my issues. I know that God can deliver you from your issues. If you would call upon him in honesty and in truth. You can't be playing games because God already knows every game that you you can possibly try try to play. He already knows how to play it. And he already knows that, that you're going to come to him that way. So you might as well humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and say, help me, God. Help me. I can't do nothing, Lord. I can't do nothing. I, I want to get rid of this thing. I want to get rid of this thing. I don't want to be the same way. I don't want to treat, keep treating my wife the same way. I don't want to treat my children the same way. I don't want to be saying the same thing, talking about people. I don't want to. Help me, Lord. Help me. You know. He would do it. He'll do it. But you're going to have to call. Now you can have true independence from the flesh, from the devil, from the world system, 
from things if we'll give our, ourselves to God. It starts there. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.